Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Yeah, yes. Oh, you're so crystal clear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't uh, want to edit that down. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the intro. That's it. Uh, I'm Brittany. I'm Raina. And this is Chismosas and Chainsaws. Um, okay, so we're talking about Scream. Iconic. This is your favorite. <laughs> it is my favorite. In my eyes, you know, it doesn't get better than Scream. <laughs> <laughs> this is, in Raina's opinion, the cream of the crop in terms yeah, of horror movies. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to make a bold statement. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> Number one scary movie of all time. It really, it's, and it still stands. It's been, I mean, well. <laughs> how dare you. It's been 23 years, and oh it still God. stands. I mean, same. <laughs> Aren't you 24? Yeah, I wasn't standing at birth. What do you think this is? Wow. I don't know what you know about human development, but. uh, Nothing. It took me a minute to be able to stand. <laughs> it's been 23 years, and I, too, still stand. You heard it here first, folks. Good job. <laughs> All right, let's, let's not do this. All right, Scream, 1996. Yes. Jesus Christ. All right, yeah. Written by Kevin Williamson and directed by... Who? Who, Raina? All-time king of horror in my eyes, Wes Craven. Stephen King. May he rest in peace. <laughs> R.I.P. Wes Craven. Oh, that was truly such a sad day. It was. Everyone was messaging me. <laughs> because we know how much you love Scream. And like, literally everything else by Wes Craven. It was like, um, it was like Michael Jackson's death all over again. <laughs> it was everyone. Oh my god. Okay. Which, which death was harder for you, Michael Jackson or Wes Craven? Wes Craven? <laughs> Is that even a question? There's no weird air about Wes Craven. It, uh, well, isn't there though? Is there? Not that I know of. I don't know. He's a weird. He was kind of a weird guy, wasn't he? Like a weird guy, but not like Michael Jackson weird. Yeah, I think those are different kinds of weird. They're very different kinds of weird. <laughs> also, Again, may they both rest in peace. Wes Craven was supposed to be like a really nice guy. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, like the. What is her name? Heather. I think her last name now is Anderson. She played Nancy in the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Yeah, said that he was like a really nice guy. That's beautiful. I watched a documentary. <laughs> I love it when like that's a compliment that people get. I feel like people in show business are so often like terrible claimed as being like this guy was such a fucking asshole. Like I hate this guy, but like I couldn't say it because we were working together. Like. I love okay. it when people come out and they're Quentin like, no, Tarantino. he was so nice. <laughs> if you need to say Quentin Tarantino, if you need to say Clint Eastwood, that's fine, too. I mean, I guess I don't know anything about Clint Eastwood. but Same, he just feels like he would be a fucking prick. Yeah, like, just looking at him, I'd be like, <laughs> that's a mean guy. He looks like I saw everyone's old racist <laughs> grandpa. Who just, Did you like, watch Gran Torino? That's exactly what he is. Hell no, I didn't watch Gran Torino. Do I seem like the kind of person that would watch Gran Torino? No. I don't <laughs> know why I did. <laughs> Must have been something my dad was watching. I don't know why I saw that. 
Okay, no. All right, Great. 1996. The budget for this, because I, I like looking at the numbers. Love the it. budget for this was $15 million. 15? Yes. One five. Okay. And it made 173 in the box office. Beautiful. It's the highest grossing slasher. Really? Not, yeah, still to this day. After adjusting for inflation. Because um, briefly it was the 2018 version of Halloween. But after you adjust for inflation, it's still Scream. Still Scream. Which is as it should be. As much as I did like. I did like it, but. (laughs) Scream scream. forever. (laughs) Okay. All right. So where do you you want to start? Um, I just want to give a super quick shout out to, uh, to Drew Barrymore. Oh my god. In this movie. She's iconic. God bless Drew Barrymore. So you know about the casting stuff, right? No. Okay, so she was originally supposed to be cast as Sydney. I thought that Tori Spelling was supposed to be cast as Sydney. No, that's a joke that they make in the movie. Yes, I know that it's a joke that they make in the movie, but I and then feel she like comes, she comes back in Scream Two playing Sydney Prescott in Stab. Jesus fuck. Okay. Well, which I mean after after what Sydney Prescott actually says about her, why would you want to come back? To why that? would you want to do that? But hey, but no, spelling so, live your best life. But no, so it was um she was supposed to be Sydney, but then she it was like scheduling errors or something. Conflict. Sorry, I'm too busy to be in scream. Conflict, not error. But um can you imagine? But she still, she still wanted to be in it, and she was like, "Well, I'll just play the smaller role." That's and so wild. she took Casey Becker because she she shit. really she wanted to do it. Which I mean, she Drew Barrymore was the shit in the nineties. Oh God, Drew Barrymore is still so beautiful. She really is. She aged very well. She really did, <laughs> and that's really saying something because I feel like white women it can really go either way. It really can. <laughs> white women <laughs> don't age well. As a white woman, I'm here to tell you. <laughs> Not we everyone don't can be Julia Roberts, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Or Jennifer Aniston. Come on. <laughs> it's true. Uh, absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Anyway, yes, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Drew Barrymore. You absolute beautiful queen. Um, what did I... I did write. <laughs> <laughs> I did write because I took notes, obviously. Classic. Raina. <laughs> Not very detailed because I know this movie so well. <laughs> but um, what <laughs> you <laughs> me with the scream tattoo on my side? <laughs> I happen to know the movie. When did you get a scream tattoo on your side? Um, a year ago. <laughs> I haven't seen this tattoo. Sidebar. Um, please send me a picture of this tattoo. It is. It's on my left side, like. Um, not stomach and not ribs, but like, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. And it's a knife pointing downward, dripping blood. Is it the knife? Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> and it says, what's, uh, what's your favorite scary movie? What's your favorite scary movie? And it hurt like hell. I bet, yeah. <laughs> that was not comfortable. That's beautiful. Raina, you sweet, precious little lily pad of a lady. <laughs> Come on, I love my favorite movie. 
<laughs> do you even really like scream if you don't have a tattoo of it that's a good question <laughs> all of my tattoos are i'm such a fucking geek they're all pop culture related fucking geek what a nerd but no okay so let's enough about me <laughs> enough about me let's get back to my favorite scary movie no one needs what's your favorite scary movie Brittany? <laughs> we already covered it it's fine <laughs> so okay okay let's talk about what a quote breath of fresh air this movie was i don't need to be (laughs) all right i said what i said i said what i said and i stand by it it was coming off of (laughs) bro the 90s were terrible for horror movies you didn't need to follow it up with for horror movies you could have just stopped why do you hate the 90s? <laughs> I was born in the 90s. That's why. Me too. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the 90s were really weird. It was like, there they was so much happening so quickly and nobody could keep up. And I feel like it's it's the fever dream of modern history. Like, everyone's like, what the fuck even happened in the 90s? Well, that's valid. I get that, I guess. You could sit and dial 911 on your computer that looked like that a fucking brick. Yes. I still don't believe that was a thing. It had no People one. who were alive and real in the 90s, uh, please <laughs> let us know. Anyone confirm this or deny this? Please let us know. But, yeah. It <laughs> what brought... even fuck were the 90s? Scream revived the horror genre. Okay. The only other, like, good horror movie that I can think of from the 90s would be Candyman. Okay. Blair Witch? I said good. <laughs> Ouch. All right. All right. Also, Blair um, Witch was what, 99? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> it was the 90s. Yeah, and I, I still don't know that I would call that good. <laughs> Again, Brittany, I said what I said. I would, I would, that is genre changing. Oh, totally. We'll get but. into that a different time. <laughs> That's a topic for another episode. It really is. I got a lot to say about that. Oh, God, I love the Blair Witch. I know you do. (laughs) Can't imagine why. (laughs) After screaming about Blair Witch in theaters? Yeah. Oh, my God, they were so loud. Bro, the 12-year-olds in the theater were so good, and I was like, oh, my God! I can't even believe believe there were other people in that theater with us. I can't believe that I didn't get kicked out of that theater. But I digress. <laughs> so this revived the horror genre. It did. In your own words. Okay. Tell because me more. It, it was. I wrote down. It was like one of the first self-aware like meta horror movies. Bro, this movie was super fucking meta. Because I'm gonna ignore New Nightmare because that was I don't like it. <laughs> I don't. Did you ever watch New Nightmare? No. Hell no. I watched the first Nightmare on Elm Street and was like, that's enough for me, thanks. Well, so New Nightmare <laughs> was supposed to bring him back in mm. more ways than one. Because I think dun, dun, dun. the sixth one was literally called Freddy's Dead, the final nightmare. Okay. And, and he died. They had a funeral for him. But then Wes Craven got like convinced, essentially, to write another sequel. For poor Wes Craven, rip for uh, New Line Cinema because I was like, Freddie was their big money maker, 
And New Nightmare is very meta, <laughs> but like not in a good way. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. It's, it's, it's so, so meta and so self-aware because it takes the actress from the original Nightmare on Elm Street mm-hmm. and has her play herself. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, so it's her playing herself and like Robert Englund playing himself, Wes Craven playing himself. Mm-hmm. All these people are playing themselves. But like, <laughs> it's so weird. Like, Freddy is actually this weird demon that the Nightmare movies have been keeping him at bay. But if they stop making Nightmare movies, then he's going to oh be my God. <laughs> So it's not good. <laughs> I can't imagine how that would be good. It's that so- sounds terrible. But the thing is, it's still better than, like, the last, like, three sequels. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say it's still better than Blair Witch. And I was like, listen. <laughs> no. No, it's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, there are a few things that are worse than Blair Witch, in my opinion. <laughs> and uh, that's one of them, Brittany. It's the time. You should watch it. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see about that. The yeah, so this only is... reason that I watched na- the first Nightmare on Elm Street was because I was promised Johnny Depp in a crap cop. And he delivered. And he, <laughs> he delivered. Boy, did he ever. And then you get to see him get sucked into a bed and spat back out. Gallons yeah. of blood. Beautiful. You'd love to see it. We, I love to see it, yes. It's great. <laughs> I have... I don't... See, now I want to talk about that scene. <laughs> I want to talk about Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, well... I mean, we can if you want to. No. But, like, we could save that for another episode. I'm filled with so much random knowledge. <laughs> you really are. About, specifically, Scream and Nightmare on Elm Street. I They're your favorites. You love hour. Wes Craven. I watched a four-hour documentary on the Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Oh, my God. I've watched it multiple times. There are a few things in this world that I would ever watch a four-hour documentary about, and Nightmare on Elm Street is certainly not one of them. It's so entertaining. Good for you, dude. I'm glad you found something that you like that way. <laughs> I want to have that kind of dedication and motivation to literally anything. <laughs> We're 14 and a half minutes. <laughs> we really are. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was one of the first self-aware horror movies. Okay. You see, like, the characters are so representative of, like, in my mind's eye, like what dumb high school kids are. Like, you're like, damn, going- that was me. <laughs> yeah, we're not going off into the fucking woods to investigate a strange noise, but can't relate. I like watching dumb <laughs> movies with my friends, <laughs> and <laughs> I constantly make terrible pop culture references. <laughs> you do. I can 100% confirm that. <laughs> I wish I could stop it, but I can't. <laughs> you don't wish you could stop it. You love it. Sometimes. Sometimes it's I'm become, like, that wasn't necessary. It's become so integral to your personality. If we stopped you from doing that, who would you even be? I really am my mother's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like... They're relatable. Yeah, I said it to you earlier. Like, I see myself in these characters... Ooh, which character do you feel like you identify with the most? You can't say Sydney Prescott. I was gonna say I wish that I could say that I was Sydney <laughs> you Prescott. You can't say Sydney Prescott. You know I'm Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, Jamie, no! Look behind you, Jamie. That's literally that's me. That's me 
after everyone else has gone to bed, putting on a horror movie and drunkenly yelling at my TV. Jamie, no! <laughs> like, that's, that's... If I could describe myself in one movie scene from any movie ever, it's that. It's that. That's it. Who would you be? Henry Winkler. Why are you creepily touching <laughs> underage girls' chins? I have a hard time with boundaries, but more importantly, I threaten fuckwad little boys with scissors, and I probably am going to get murdered. I'm a suspect at first, and then I get murdered. You're going to get hung from a fucking goalpost. You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's me. (laughs) I am Henry Winkler. (laughs) I was going to say, I was going to say F.P. Jones, but I was like, no. no. I don't really think that I would ever try to serial murder anybody. Or even just plain (laughs) old regular murder anybody. Yeah, I don't... (laughs) I gotta say, I don't think I would see you doing that. No. I I mean, maybe maybe Tatum? Like, but even then, I'm like, "Eh, I'm not cool enough to be Tatum. No. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I can't really think of anybody except for Henry... I mean, no, you know who I am? I think you're Dewey. I'm Dewey. <laughs> I was like, I could see you going, I'm 25 years old, man. I was 24 <laughs> for a whole year. Yeah. That's uh, that's going to be me next year after I turn 25. <laughs> like, I was 24 for a whole year. You're definitely Dewey because also, I <laughs> when they're walking, him and Gail are walking to go investigate a car reported in the bushes. And he goes, What's do you know what that constellation is? She goes, No, what is it? And he goes, I don't know. I was hoping you would know. I also really like when they (laughs) when they like get run off the road and he ends up on top of her and she's like a hundred percent trying to fuck him in these bushes and he's like, I'm on duty. (laughs) Um, that was so relatable, honestly. I'm on the clock, I can't. Also, if this was a scary movie, you would a hundred percent be taken out. And, oh yeah, like, knocked out during <laughs> the big ending. I would be dead. I don't think I would survive a scary movie. As much as I love horror movies, I would not survive. No, I think you would. I think no, you definitely wouldn't. No, <laughs> no. You would be. You'd be Tatum. You'd be like, oh, I'm gonna go get a drink. I'll be back. <laughs> be like, Randy, is that you? <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Oh, good yeah. ghost face impression. No. <laughs> Roger Jackson, is that you? Ah, yes, classic. It's me. Okay, so. It's your girl, Roger Jackson. <laughs> I'm a big fan, Mr. Jackson. <laughs> I'm glad to see someone's a fan of my work. All right, so um, let's talk about the rules TM slash the formula <laughs> TM. I would I th- love to talk about the rules. <laughs> I think part of this movie being so meta, like, it knows what it is. It knows what it's about. These characters formula. are just like us. They know how a horror movie is supposed to go. There are unspoken, like unwritten scary. rules. Formula. There's a formula. So the, 
the three like big pieces that Randy brings up um, about the rules when they're all standing in the middle of the party, no sex, no drinking, no drugs, and never, ever say, I'll be right back because you will not, you won't be back. Um, (laughs) I think that is more or less the core of the rules, but I definitely, I feel like there's more. Like, there are definite horror movie tropes that all good horror movies, and I feel like in particular, all good slashers have these in common. And I'm not a big, big fan of slashers. I was gonna say. (laughs) But I know that you are. I am. In fact, Um, a connoisseur. A a slasher connoisseur. A gore connoisseur. I love that. (laughs) That's your next tattoo. No. (laughs) Pin it across your forehead. (laughs) Post Malone, is that you? Oh, God, absolutely not. <laughs> Post Malone, um, come on the podcast. Post Malone, we would love to interview you about what the fuck you're even doing. <laughs> I'm sure I could tie it into a horror movie. <laughs> His life is a horror movie. His tattoos are a horror movie. <laughs> Moving on. At Post Malone, fuck your face tattoos. Um, <laughs> XOXO, Brittany. I feel like one of the... Um, one of the tropes, I guess, that Scream like has in it because it's part of a scary movie, but it's not mentioned in the rules. And we talked about this already. Is like the lead man slash the jock, yes, the slut, the virgin, the scholar slash nerd, and then usually the stoner, the fool, or like the fool, the goofy character, the comedic yeah. relief. I remembered um, what he was called it's, after we talked about it. It's picture like. It's the Breakfast Club, but in uh, scary movies. (laughs) It's the Breakfast Club. Tag yourself. (laughs) Uh, Ooh. I don't know. Probably the nerd? I don't know. I always thought to myself, what's what's the girl's name? Not not Molly (laughs) Ringwald, the other one. Oh, fuck. I know who you're talking about. The dark-haired girl? Yeah. I don't know her name. Does anyone know her name? Who are you talking to? (laughs) anyone really anybody willing to answer me FBI agent listening to us record this help me out Kevin the TSA agent uh, if you could just shoot me a quick text and let me know what that gal's name is thanks Uh, but you know who I'm talking about I know exactly who you're talking about that's you Yeah, you're 100% 100 Anthony Michael Hall uh, thank you so much you're Brian Johnson Uh, that's exactly what I want to hear (laughs) (laughs) what do you need a fake ID for so I can vote. You realize you made yourself 63? Yeah. No, I, I said what I said. Um, <laughs> no, that's uh, that's me as fuck. <laughs> what a vote. Do your patriotic duty. It's obviously. So, okay. So the nerd scholar, obviously, is Randy. Yes. The virgin is Sydney. The slut is Tatum. I feel like the jock is probably Billy. And yeah. the stoner fool oh, yeah. is yeah. Stu. Obvi, yeah. I don't know. I feel like every single scary movie fits this, and that's my hot take of the day. That's how Sue sees it. That's how Sue sees it. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's. (laughs) And I would love to get into it, thinking about Cabin in the Woods and how it breaks it down. But another episode, another time, another time. (laughs) But yes, it it fits the formula so well. It is part of the formula. Um, 
characters not paying attention. Characters are so fucking, like, blissfully unaware of what is going on. As if they're not in a scary movie. As if they're not. And again, I think that's part of what makes them so relatable. Yes. Especially, like, <laughs> and this might be a uh, another hot take. Um, I feel like particularly white characters don't pay attention to what the fuck is going on around them because they have so much privilege that they don't really need to. <laughs> um, that is something that, like, I wish was different about Scream is it's it's very white. Super white. And Are I, there I any know, characters of color? Not in the first one. Not that I remember seeing. In the second one, there's two. Ooh. Oh, no. Um, four, if you want to count. Jada Pickett Smith and what is it? No, Omar Epps in the opening. I don't fucking know. I have no idea. I always get him and Mackay Pfeiffer confused. I don't know who that is either. They were both big in the nineties. One of them was on <laughs> ER. Was the nineties. One of them was on ER for a long time, and I think uh, that one's Mackay Pfeiffer. <laughs> bro, I loved ER. Talk to my mom. <laughs> my mom also loved ER. It was Grey's mom, Anatomy before Grey's Anatomy. My mom and uh, my sister love ER. That's the thing these days. That's beautiful. I love that. That's so wholesome. <laughs> it really I'll is. let them know. Tell them that I said that's wholesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, but, white people yeah. don't pay attention to anything. They have no idea what the fuck is going on because they don't realize they're in a scary movie because, again, they're not fucking paying attention. No, they are not. It's that's also while we're on the topic of, like, just blissfully unaware, there are two times when, like, Ghostface is just walking around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, broad daylight. Yeah. There's, like, grocery store with Sydney and Tatum. Mm-hmm. And you see his reflection. I'm like, are you just in the store? Bro, you no know one's... somebody is trying to fucking murder you and you're really, like, not paying attention like this. Yeah. But, like, Everyone knows that that's what the killer's wearing. No one yes. said, oh, shit, there's Ghostface. Like, I mean, as a white person, I'm just here to tell you, white people don't like to bother anybody unless it's about them. I mean, I guess. I would have been like, um, <laughs> excuse me? Hello? Switch out of my impression. Hello? Hello? <laughs> like, sir... <laughs> You need to leave. You need to leave, sir. Be like, I'm gonna use my cellular telephone to call someone. What are you doing with that cellular telephone, son? <laughs> Everybody's got them, Sheriff. Ah, beautiful. Okay. Um, so... Yeah, they have no. That just. It's like <laughs> it ties in. That's this part. I'd think like isn't even slashers. Like it's the stereotype of like the white dad in the scary movie when they move into a haunted house saying no it's fine nothing's wrong with this house and and, like the voices are in the background yelling get out (laughs) he's like what no i don't hear anything what are you talking about there's nothing that's not that's what that's fine that's probably the wind nothing to worry about (laughs) go to your room breaking in not breaking out (laughs) what <laughs> Why would anyone want to break out of a house? That's ridiculous. Crazy. But yeah, so there's uh there's that, I suppose. Yeah. Um the suspense waiting for a jump scare. 
Yes. Which There's is- a lot of closing things and opening them, expecting, like, and the music is very suspenseful. You're expecting yeah. someone or something to be there, and then the thing closes, and you're like, oh, fuck. Like, when, when she's packing to get ready to, like, go to Tatum's. Yes. She opens the closet door, and then the music, like, uh, swells. Classic. And there's nothing there. <laughs> and you're like, well, what the fuck? Like, am I watching a scary movie, or, like, what am I What's seeing happening? here? Yeah. Which I think adds to the greater suspense of the movie, because you're like, fuck, I know that something scary is supposed to happen. Yeah. Why didn't I get my scary thing? <laughs> Why isn't it happening? Why have my scares not been released from my body? They're just building. Just building. Just building my scares. <laughs> also, um, like, on the opposite, like, the same thing, but, like, someone is there, but they end up being harmless. Uh, yes. It's something that we talk about in, like, the later sequels. Okay. Tell me more. It's still, like, the feeling of suspense, the music swelling, the music doing that weird thing. But then it also ties into the red herrings, where oh, you suspect classic. everyone. Like, rule <laughs> four. Um, you can relate to suspecting everyone. <laughs> can you? Can we talk about, for the quickest of seconds, the first time you made me watch <laughs> Scream? And you were like, okay, Brittany, who do you think is the killer? And the entire time I was like, no, it's this person. Wait, no, it's this person. No, now it's this person or it's this person. What if it's two people working together? Maybe it's this person. What if it's this guy? And the only like frame of reference that I had for this was having seen Scary Movie. Oh, God. I was like, it's probably the boyfriend. <laughs> oh, that's my other uh, fun fact is that this was originally titled Scary Movie. Shut up. No, it was not. Yeah, it was titled Scary Movie and the company decided to change it really late in production so there were like um like rap gifts that had the name that had the title scary movie, scary on movie. Them. yeah oh my and, like, god all the crew stuff said scary movie yeah can you imagine though being like being part of such a big like iconic horror film and, and telling your friends, <laughs> well, no, but also telling your friends, like, oh, hey, I'm working on a movie right now. I can't come hang out. And they'll go, okay, what's the title of your movie? Scary and you have to tell them, scary movie. And they're going to be like, no, 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 not what kind of movie is it? Like, what is the name <laughs> of the movie? And they'll be like, no, 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 no scary that's, movie. That's it, bro. I said what I said, scary that's movie. What I said. <laughs> I said what the fuck I said. Um, yeah, that's what it was titled. And God. the company, the uh, Weinstein company was the one that was like, no. Wait, 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 wait. Weinstein is in, like, Harvey yep. Weinstein? Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you not pay attention to, like, the intros when it says what company made a movie? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> there are movies that I've seen specifically because <laughs> a company has made it. I um, feel like we represent two very different kinds of movie watchers. Yes, we do. <laughs> you are all about, like, the beauty, the art of film and cinema. And I'm like, no, what the <laughs> fuck is going on in this movie? And it's, I'm going to tell you if I like it or not. It is. It's really funny looking at the Wikipedia page for Scream because there's no mention of Harvey Weinstein. It's just Bob. I don't blame them. It's like, Bob Weinstein did this. Bob Weinstein did that. He said this. And I'm like, mm, I understand. Is Bob his I, brother? Yeah, this is the or his son. Yeah, I don't know anything about Harvey Weinstein except he's a fucking creep, so. I don't think that's all you need to know. <laughs> right? I'm pretty sure there's nothing else that's to it. learn. Oh. That's who he is. He's just a creep. 
Um, but yes, red red herrings. Beautiful. Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, what are other examples of red herrings that you feel like show up in Scream? In Scream? Yeah. So I feel like having um, Sydney's dad's car yes. being like planted on the scene or whatever, and then using um, her dad's cell phone to make the calls. Oh, we cloned a cellular. Cellular telephone. What are... I can't really think of any others. I feel like a lot of this movie was, like, for real foreshadowing. In what way? There were a lot of, like, things that the characters said that got brought up later. One of the ones that stuck out to me was when Randy was... Oh, fuck. They, I think they were sitting at the party watching a movie and uh-huh. Stu went to leave and he's like, well, I'll see you in the kitchen with a knife. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, mm, okay, well, that's a little bit uh, too on the nose. Um, One of my favorites is um, when they're sitting, they're all sitting at that fountain, which first of all, I don't what know the fuck? Yeah. wasn't looking correctly, but it looked like they just had like a bag of grapes and that's what they were eating. It was the 90s. Did people even eat in the 90s? They ate grapes, apparently. <laughs> Only grapes! Um, but so they're sitting there and they're, like, discussing what the cops had asked them, if they knew Casey or Steve, blah, blah, blah. And Randy's making the joke that, oh, Stu. Well, Stu's he's not whatever. wrong. He's not wrong. And uh, Tatum's like, oh, he was with me last night. And fucking gross. You deserve better, have, Tatum. R.I.P. They make the jokes, blah blah blah, and then whatever. Like the moment ends, and Stu's like, "I didn't kill anybody." And Billy goes, "Nobody said you did." And he like makes a weird face at him. Ooh, I didn't notice the weird face, but I did notice. Like I felt like that exchange was very tense. It was very like shut the fuck up, bro. <laughs> I was really surprised and this is a little bit off topic i was really surprised at how like calm cool and collected shaggy and fp jones were as uh high school boys about fucking being serial killers like i've never been a high school boy but i have been a high school girl and i'm here to tell you like i could not hide shit from anybody that might have to do with the kind of person i am or that i went to a small town school but like High school students can't hide shit from anybody. High schoolers, like teenagers in general, are yeah. <laughs> they're terrible. I would agree. It's definitely <laughs> wait something as big as being a serial killer, especially. Yeah, like, how do you? How, how do you hide, hide that? that? <laughs> well, we watched a lot of scary movies, and we knew how to frame cotton. It was fun. It was fun. <laughs> A really yeah, good I... Matthew Lillard. <laughs> Thank you. I do my best. Somewhere, Matthew Lillard weeps. <laughs> <laughs> well, problem solved. <sighs> okay. So... so does Roger Jackson. So you know, <laughs> like Roger Jackson. <laughs> everyone's crying. People are crying and rolling over in their graves about this podcast. <laughs> you love to see it. All right, so we're unpacking feminism. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
so thinking about this, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean God. not John Boy Walton? No, Bill Denbro. <laughs> I didn't care about Bill Denbro till <laughs> the remake. <laughs> and even then, I still had to see James McAvoy, so... <laughs> that really brought me down from... Really, yeah. Well, like, life is about balance. <laughs> I would love to talk about It. <laughs> that'll be a whole other episode. I know that'll how much you be, love It. That'll have to be two. <laughs> two episodes. Part one and part two. Yes. Okay. okay. Talk about the feminism. There is so much to unpack here. Bro, Sydney Prescott. She's an icon. (laughs) She's one of my favorite final girls. She kicks ass. She's a really, really good shot. She is. Which is not something we can say about every leading lady. No. And it's definitely not leading ladies necessarily in horror movies. Oh, fuck no. Because even with final girls, like you don't necessarily see them. As powerful as she is. No, she's too cool for this entire fucking world. She is. And she goes through so much. (laughs) Everyone is trying to kill her. From the very beginning, she exhibits this, like, deep inner strength where she's like, I've already gone through so much. Like, my mom was raped and murdered. And... in front of myself and I'm not fucking around I'm not gonna let anybody play me I'm not gonna put up with any shit I don't give a fuck like I'm not gonna let this trauma define me which I think is really really kick ass in terms of like if you look at other like women in scary movies so if we let's hop back to the Amityville Horror so yes eventually (laughs) Kathy Lutz I mean, she's no Jody. She's no Jody. She <laughs> like, yes, Kathy gets her family out of that situation, but only after finally being able to convince the man in her life that yes, we need to leave. If we look at, it's, um, it's not necessarily fair as that did happen. <laughs> yes, may or may not have happened. may or may not have happened. Again, still know. up for debate. Um, the I don't remember her name. The female lead in The Shining. Yes. You know who I'm talking about? Wendy. Sure. That sounds Wendy right. Moore. She also exudes this deep strength, but she has to dig really, really deep to get there. Yeah, she does. Sydney Prescott has it from the very beginning, and I think that there's really something to be said for that. That's true. Hats off to you, Sydney Prescott. Well, also something to talk about is, like, we see Gail... And we see... Gail Weathers? Yeah, Gail Weathers. Gail Weathers. (laughs) They're just, like... They're three different women. All in this one movie. (laughs) And they all represent some... Like, they all go after what they want. You know? In different ways. Yes. Sydney Prescott digs deep and isn't gonna let people fuck with her. Tatum, live your best slut life, bitch. Good for you. (laughs) Good for you. We hate slut shaming on this podcast. Don't even fucking try it. (laughs) And Gail Weathers just wants her nice book deal, wants to be the hottest journalist, and also wants Dewey. (laughs) 
So there's that. Oh, Dewey. Oh, Dewey. Sweet, sweet yeah, Dewey. They're all, and it's never like shameful. No, that they're all so different. No, I think that that's an example of, in my personal opinion, this is women supporting women. Yeah, it is. I mean, like, yeah, we punch Gail Weathers in the face, but ultimately, like, she's fine. And we're okay. <laughs> Everything's okay. We don't have to worry about it's it. Fine. <laughs> this is fine. I'm fine. Um, what else? It is also something that we don't necessarily see in two or three. We see more of, like, female friendship in the fourth one, but you don't she has the one female friend in the sequel. But, spoiler alert, she dies. <gasps> what? <laughs> well, she was originally supposed to be the killer. Oh, fuck. No way. But the script got leaked. So they changed it. What kind of asshole leaks a script like that? <laughs> Me? <laughs> I would have. Fuck you, Raina. <laughs> I might not have leaked it, but I would have been like, oh, now I know. Oop. As a Midwesterner. Oh. 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 <laughs> but yeah, that's. Yeah. Definitely something. And in a time like. I don't know. I'm thinking about like Jawbreaker and. Oh, which had Rose McGowan in it as well. Um, that's Tatum. Ah, <laughs> thank you. I was like, I don't know. Who's a fuck I that knew. <laughs> I knew you were not going to know. No, you only know people from the Waltons and Forrest Gump. First of all, um, fuck you. <laughs> Just because I think that Roger Jackson sounds like Lieutenant Dan. I can't. He doesn't. <laughs> I think he does, but that's fine. I also think that Ricky Lake and Sh- Rose, what is her name? Molly Rose. Rose McGowan. Rose, no. Oh, Molly, Molly Shannon and Ricky Lake look exactly the same to me, so <laughs> say no more. They do not. They look exactly the same, and we can fight about it if you want to. <laughs> um, there is a lot going back to Sydney's trauma. Yes, there is a lot of reference to like the trauma that she witnesses from her, like watching her mom get raped and murdered. But this is also, I feel like, expressed in different ways. Um. Like, this is expressed through, how do I want to phrase this? There's a lot of, like, talking about her and F.P. Jones's sex life. And about how he's, like, pressuring her into having sex. And how this, like, more or less, like, this becomes a source of, obviously, like, tension in their relationship. But this is also a source of trauma for her. Um, It is. Which I think, like, one, that's reasonable. There's a lot of... Like, I don't want to, what is the word I'm looking for? Similarities, I guess, to, like, the the overarching, like, theme of them not having sex, but also, like, the violence associated with rejecting men in real life. That was something that I noted quite a bit. Um, so, like, the first scene okay. where Billy is trying to pressure her to have sex... And he's, like, he's so aggressive about it. And she feels really weird about rejecting him. So she's like, hey, would you settle for a PG-13 relationship? Like, she still, like, 
that's not something that she's 100% comfortable with, but she's like, hey, look, like, if I'm not willing to fuck you, maybe if I show you my boobs, you'll leave me alone. Right. Maybe it'll be okay. Maybe it'll be okay. We're all just kind of hoping here. Um, He says, I was only half serious as he's leaving. Yeah. Like, you're still half serious, though. You you should not be any You shouldn't be any kind of serious about that. And he says, you're such a tease. Like, that is such a common thing, I feel like, for men in real life to say when women are rejecting them. Yeah. And the amount of violence that's associated in real life with rejecting men, I think, has a lot of similarities to, spoiler alert, Billy actually being one of the fucking killers. Like, (sighs) this gets brought up over and over (laughs) and over again. One of the characters, who was it that said this? Um, where did it go? Jamie, <laughs> uh, Randy. I was like, Jamie, no. <laughs> I know that his real first name is Jamie. Yes. Um, he Another says there's always he says that there's always some bullshit reason to kill your girlfriend. Maybe Sydney wouldn't have sex with him. Yeah, that gets brought up more than once. So like, I don't know. My notes are peppered with. The similarities between, I mean, like, this is violence that this girl is obviously dealing with, but, like, the violence that women face in real life as well, in terms of, like, what happens when we reject men. There's a very real threat of violence in real life. Some dude approaches you in a bar, and, like, women are afraid to say no, because we're afraid of what's going to happen. Like, is he going to try to kill me? Right, there's no way of knowing. According to Sidney Prescott, probably. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> she later on in the movie she's got a bad trick <laughs> she, yeah she's got bad taste in men historically but again I will, I've said it before I'll say it again the moral of this entire movie is uh, never trust men so there's that <laughs> you can at me she starts doubting herself about like maybe it's not Billy maybe I framed like maybe maybe I picked the wrong guy in terms of cotton like what if it wasn't cotton I feel like this also ties into like the trauma of sexual assault for a lot of women. What if I'm overreacting? Um, what if, you know, like, what if this didn't really happen the way that I think that it happened? Um, yes. You know, that because whole... I also, like, yeah. he's 100%. He manipulates her so much during this movie. Yes. Like, when he... When she runs into him and he's like, well, it couldn't have been me. I was in jail. And he's like, don't you remember? I think it's time we got over that. And he's like, my mom left town. I got over it. But did you, though? It's like, first of all, you definitely didn't. One, you didn't. But two, fuck you. Yeah. And she's like, my mom got butchered. Like, that's a different thing. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, your mom left town. She's not lying in a grave somewhere. Yeah. But then, like, even then, after, like knowing that she's right when her and Tatum are in the grocery store and she's like yeah like I freeze when he tries to touch me and Tatum's like well so what (laughs) she's like first of all yeah she says Billy and his penis don't deserve you that's 100% true true and so supportive of her but she's like so you have some intimacy issues because of your traumatic experience and she is again correct (laughs) yeah she's like you first of all need to give it time Mm -hmm. but also there is no reason to ever like doubt yourself no and he just gets in her head yes your trauma is valid because you experienced it yeah your 
reactions to trauma and like you having potential issues with intimacy or whatever the case may be, those are also valid. And if he is not willing to understand that or is not able to understand that or whatever the case may be, then he's not worth your time. You deserve better than that. Not at all. Again, women supporting women, A plus to Tatum, RIP. <laughs> Rip in pieces. Rip in pi- Oh, yikes. I wanted to note, this is unrelated to the amount of feminism that's in this movie. Um, I wanted to talk about how, uh, that's not how garage doors work. <laughs> no, they are not. I mean, maybe in the 90s when you could like dial 911 on your computer, but like. Fake as fuck. But like. <laughs> No, that garage door would not have worked that way. And I just wanted to add that little tidbit in there. Anywho. Oh, but it's, it's so iconic. Hilarious. What a great that scene. Sydney brings up, going back to um, her conversation with Tatum in the grocery store. Yes. He's been so patient with me. How many guys would put up with a girlfriend who's sexually anorexic? Yeah, I was like, bro. <laughs> He's so deep in your head that you're like, you're like you're almost gaslighting yourself at this point you you are so like you're second guessing yourself so much you know deep down that like yes I had a traumatic experience and yes it's okay that I'm having a reaction to that but you're letting this man get to you this way and I think it's sad I think it ties into violence against women I think it ties into women blaming themselves for sexual assault sexual coercion whatever that might look like i oh god i love the (laughs) i love this part of this movie this is my favorite i was so looking forward to talking to this or talking about this um yeah it's it's a lot it's a ton and it's a lot to see in a horror movie oh it's a ton because you're not expecting that that's not part of the rules that's not part of the formula Especially from one that was just, like, as funny as this was. Hilarious. She is afraid of promiscuity, which I think is also something we could really get into. Yeah, she's the virgin. Yes. Her, she brings up, like, oh, she doesn't want to turn out like her mom because her mom was promiscuous. Yes. Like, there's nothing wrong with being a slut. It's okay. We don't slut shame (laughs) on this podcast. No, we do not. We will not stand for it. There's nothing wrong with being a slut. As long as you're being safe about your choices, I don't care what you do. No, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The, I don't know. I have a lot of feelings on (laughs) her being so weird about her mom being a slut. Oh, it's something that carries, too. How do you mean? You you see it a lot in um, the third one the mess of a sequel um <laughs> because one of the things that it is is it's uh the ghost face in that one is leaving behind pictures of her mom at every murder oh yikes clearly like, i don't remember the third one very much oh, god i wish that were me <laughs> like which it's i could so relate it's, it's not good but yeah, the kill the killer leaves behind pictures of her mom, mm-hmm. and she's um, on like the set or whatever for Stab Three, and it's the house from it's Stu's house from the first one. It's her house from the first one, and 
at one point, like, one room is set up for, like, her mom's murder. Because it's a weird flashback. And it's, like, she definitely never gets over it. She never deal not deals with it, but, like... Processes it fully. No, she definitely doesn't. No. (laughs) How could you? Like... You watch there's your so mom much. get raped and murdered in front of your very eyes. Yeah. that's There's no coming back from that. No, and then you find out that it was your boyfriend. Your boyfriend and, and his friend. And his friend, yeah. Who was also your best friend's boyfriend. Like, Right. God, there's no like way. Being in really. a small town. Jesus Christ. You're just <laughs> crawling all over each other like hamsters. <laughs> so it's a lot. It's a ton. I don't blame her for... Literally anything. Sydney Prescott can do no wrong, and uh, you heard it here first. <laughs> That's my hot take. That's how Sue oh, sees it. That's how Sue sees it. We should talk about not in this, but we should talk about the fourth one sometime. Okay. I would love to know your thoughts on that one. I have not seen any of the sequels in so long. The last time I watched this one was with you, so there's that. Yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> I should Short start my off. thing. They're so good. <laughs> They're so dumb. Can't relate. Um. So yeah, that's that's about all I have to say about that. That's also all I have to say about that. Um. Let us know what uh, what you folks think. All two of our <laughs> loyal <laughs> listeners, I guess. <laughs> Um, who's listening? Who's listening? <laughs> At the very least, one of my coworkers. What's up, K Gans? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's it. I don't have anything else. Um, Bella, oh, you gotta rate it. <laughs> ah, yes. How many chainsaws? Um, you go first. <laughs> I think we're both gonna be a little biased on this one. I. <laughs> I would also give this, out of five chainsaws, I would give this three. Okay. Why? <laughs> I think it was genre changing. No, you know what? <laughs> what? I'm gonna give, I lied. I'm gonna give this four chainsaws. Okay. And why? <laughs> saying, let why me, did you change your mind? You're like, Brittany, there's so much happening in your brain right now. Um, one. It's a really good movie. It's easy to follow. It's it's one where, like, you don't really get distracted. There's not a lot of, like, subplots and, like, backstory stuff. It's like, here's the fucking story. You need to know that Maureen <laughs> Prescott got murdered, and here's what's happening now. And that's good enough. That's all I need. I'm a simple lady. I ask for simple things <laughs> in this life. Um, I love all of the... Shout outs to other scary movies. I love the absolutely fucking iconic cast. Um, I agree. I think it was genre changing. Um, I also, again, I think nostalgia really like bumps it up for me. What gives it the extra chainsaw for me was how <laughs> fucking feminist this movie is. What a positive light women are portrayed in, which cannot be said for all scary movies. No, um, I cannot. <laughs> and I think that that's what gives it the extra chainsaw. So, final answer, four out of five chainsaws. Would watch again. <laughs> I um, already know you're giving this five chainsaws, but continue. I'm giving it five out of five. Yeah. 
This is Scream is like it's the ultimate for me. It's <laughs> it's funny. There's decent gore in it. It's watching it like obviously I cannot remember watching it for the first time as I've been watching this since I was born. Beautiful. Um <laughs> but like I could imagine watching this for the first time and like not knowing who the killers were and being a hundred percent invested and in trying to figure out who it was. Relatable. So it's I just think it's a great story. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> it's <laughs> so fucking funny. And yeah, I mean it was genre changing. <laughs> it's it's five out of five. It's like there are a lot of newer horror movies that I love that I would consider, like, peak cinema, quote-unquote. TM. Because fuck film snobs, but... Bro. Like, Scream, Scream is it. Like, that's... Scream is I also peak of, cinema, in your opinion? It is. Okay. The casting's great. I think that the dialogue is good. The dialogue is so funny. <laughs> The dialogue is funny, like, it's it's full of pop culture references to other horror movies. Enough of it didn't age well that I think it's just, like, adds an extra layer there. What are you yeah, doing like with that cellular <laughs> telephone, son? Only a little bit. But, like, also, there's, like, nothing, like, weird and transphobic or anything about it. Correct. Like, nobody says anything that I would hear and be like, oh... Maybe I shouldn't watch this anymore. I agree. Like, the script ages well. Yes. In terms of how society has progressed. Yes. <laughs> because you know that I'm sure... <laughs> I'm sure that I could think of, like, ten movies from the 90s that have not aged oh, recently. Oh, no. Yes. I. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Say no more. So I, <laughs> I also think that that's, that's something to be said about this movie is that it's not offensive you got we're setting the bar so low here (laughs) we really are i will say there's not enough people of color yeah but that's That's definitely something true of most movies i would think in my opinion i would say that most movies don't have enough people not everything can be candy man (laughs) well why do you laugh (laughs) i've never seen candy man that's why i laugh (laughs) maybe that'll be the next episode maybe that will be the next episode (laughs) Who knows? I love love how in we have this is the second episode of this podcast. I've managed to mention Candyman. They mention Candyman in the movie. Yes. Yes, they do. Candyman came out like maybe two or three years before this did. But yeah. So see, it ties in. It's not just me. All right, um, so, yeah, so that's that's Scream. That is Scream. <laughs> Will Candyman be our next episode? Who knows? Tune in here to find out, folks. Um, stay- <laughs> <laughs> there's that. Stay spooky, I suppose. <laughs> stay-, stay spooky? I don't know. That stay feels spooky right. in the new year. Ah, yes! 2020! <laughs> Keep your goals God. spooky. <laughs> <laughs> okay, goodbye. Bye. <laughs>